Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You did nothing all season. So you cannot answer any questions in more than 10 seconds since I have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, First off, everyone can see it physically. Talking to everyone around the organization, the comment is that you took workouts to a brand new level where they didn't think you could go, frankly. What did you do? Um, I was here all summer. Um, So I was lucky to kind of do the one-stop shop type of thing. And, you know, I wanted to get in here early. And so I was here at... 7 in the morning working out with Ike and then straight into workouts with Johnny Bryan and then right after that doing treatment and we were doing that every day. Um, You know, I want to get myself to another level and I think the only way to do it is through hard work and so that's what I did. Watching just an open gym, and I know that's not the same thing, but it looks, the game looks easier to you right now. I think it definitely is. Um, It feels easier this this September than last September when we did OTAs. Um, It just is... uh, I think a lot of the hard work is hopefully going to pay off, and the game is, is you know, working with Johnny Bryan and different guys, showing me different ways to score. It's, it's definitely a little easier. One comment someone made to me was that there was almost a Nash element to what you were doing. You looked at how he got stronger in his career. G- give me a little insight on that. Yeah, uh, just talking with Dennis and Quinn and a lot of the, a lot of different, the different coaches with, um, with Igor, too, um, at the season's end, we talked about, you know, getting myself uncomfortable in workouts and really pushing myself and what do I want to be? Do I want to be kind of where I'm at now or do I want to push myself to the next level? And, um, you know, the workouts had to step it up a little bit. Did you have any particularly unique workout, any person or any place or anything you ever, anyone along the way that you worked out with? Uh, Yeah, I did. Um, And that was a very good experience for me. And um, (laughs) it was definitely... One of the one of the best things I've done so far. So All right, there's only so many things we can do in a live circumstance. Right. Uh, I'll let Ron take in a yeah, second. Just, but just let me follow up one thing about the open courts, Jim. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Joe Ingles about. You feel the experience out there on the floor in open court playing against new guys that are here? I do. They have a, they just have a presence about them. Um, you can, you know, when they're out there on the court, Boris and Joe and and George, they've all been through so much, and they make the game easier for all of us, quite frankly. And um, it really makes me excited. I thought our OTAs this September were were really good. I think they were at a different level than they were last year, and um, it was fun to see all the guys here in September and really working out. We were all getting better. The tennis tournament is maybe my most favorite story of the offseason. Yeah. If those who don't know it, tell a little bit of the backstory about how you ended up in this tennis tournament. So I was asked to play in the tennis tournament last year. Um, I know some guys, and uh, they put the tournament on every year, and I couldn't do it because I've always gone. Uh, but this year I had opportunity when I was here in Utah because we had the baby, and um, they wanted me to just do the celebrity match. Um, and I asked them if they had a, a tournament too, and they said, yeah, of course we do. And I said, well, I want to play in that. Um, and so I signed up for it and ended up winning the tournament, which was really cool and fun. And the last match was was. Pretty, pretty fun, too. Um, so it was, overall, it was a good experience. Um, definitely happy that I'm a basketball player, uh, but playing tennis was cool. Now, how long had it been since you picked up a tennis racket? That's the yeah, big it, question. It had been basically since high school. Um, really? I picked it up and played, like, hacked around, but I hadn't actually played for real since high school, so it was cool. And how are the kids? 
kids are healthy and happy. So that's all I can ask for. Blessed by that. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. That is Gordon Hayward. Well, Kevin Garnett retired. Man. And Kevin Garnett nicknamed you Joe Jesus because he keeps saving us at the end of games. Man, I hope Kevin Garnett is watching this. I'm looking for you, man. I can't find you, but I swear when I find you, woo-wee. I'm looking for you, boy. What would you like to play with? uh, Kevin Garnett was awesome, man. Uh, A great teammate, an even better leader. Uh, on and off the floor, I learned so much, man, in just the two years that I got a chance to, that I had the luxury to play with him, uh, a, a guy who obviously I've kept in contact with throughout the years, and uh, man, I'm happy for him. And he sets great screens, doesn't he? Oh, man, he sets great illegal picks. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them. Every last so, one of them. Duncan and Garnett retire. Who set better illegal picks? Nobody was better than KG. I don't think because he, he he sticks he sticks his elbows out and he grabs you like he got so much with like it's 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 unbelievable. But it, it's, it was awesome to have him on my team doing it. So why Utah? Uh, man, you know what? Me, me and uh, Coach Schneider had a chance to talk this summer, uh, and he was telling me about the great young talent, which I already knew about. I knew that it was a game or two away from making the playoffs. Uh, I knew about Gordon. I know about Rodney, uh, Gobert, D. Favors. So I just felt, you know, being a uh, being a veteran in this league, man, I've seen so much, been through pretty much everything that I could come here and help out. You have started every single game you've played since the 2003-2004 for 979 straight games. Is that streak important to you? No, it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed and honored, man, honestly, uh, to still be playing, you know, going into my 16th season at 35 uh, and still be able to play, you know, at, at somewhat of a high level. So uh, that, that's more important than anything. So if I can come here and, 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 and leave my mark or, or help these young guys out yeah. to improve and get better day in and day out and help this franchise, then I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I did a little Joe Johnson reading. Okay. Preparing for this. All right. And I found these three guys, Carl Vault, Brandon Greenwood, and Patrick Walker, who keep winning championships in some three-on-three tournament in Arkansas. How come these three guys keep winning championships, Joe? <laughs> oh, no, man. They Must be great. relatives. They, they, they uh, no, nah, those are my great, great uh, childhood friends, man. I wouldn't even call them friends. I call them family. <laughs> guys I've been knowing, man, since second grade. Guys who have, at some point in my career have lived with me. Uh, so, you know, the, those are definitely my brothers, man. Those are my brothers. And, yeah, I, we, we, we played in a little three-on-three. I used to host a little three-on-three tournament uh, back home in Little Rock. And we, we used to play in it every year. And uh, we used to win it. So I love this story, though. It's, it's not that you hosted the three-on-three tournament. You played in it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, we weren't having no basketball game, and I wasn't playing it. That never happened, no. I don't have the quote in front of me right now, but I, I tweeted it out earlier today. You basically said the game's easy. Yeah, the game is easy. The the hard stuff is uh, is the grind, man. The grind, the grit that you got to have in the off season when when there's no cameras around, when there's nobody watching. And uh, if you can continue to do that, like I said, me coming into my 16th season, I still love doing that part of it. So, you know, I still love the game. 
It is the grind and grit that does make it easy during the during the course yeah. of the year. And then the style of play that you play, I mean, you play pretty low to the floor nowadays. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I've always been a, a below-the-rim kind of guy. And, uh, you know, I think that has helped the longevity in my career. So uh, I just stick to what's, what's been working for me, man. I need to hear about the shoe closet. What you want to know? Mm. How big is it? And is it true that I'd have to show my fingerprint to get in? Yep. Your fingerprint won't get you in. Only my <laughs> fingerprint gets us in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's true. It's a, it's, a, it's a fairly big closet. It was It's in the basement of my house uh, in Atlanta. And, uh, man, I just used I, I was using it just for storage. I had a lot of boxes and just clothes. And I ended up cleaning it out, and I wanted to kind of make it sleek looking. And I had all these shoes that I didn't know what to do with. And I just started putting all my collection in there and I building, building up, building up. So most women have a shoe closet and and you have a shoe closet. What's up with that? How far back does these shoes go? I mean, you're talking about six shoes from 16 years ago? What are, what are yeah, we talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. How many <laughs> shoes, Joe? <laughs> we talking, we talking, let's, let's just say we talking 13, 14 years of collecting shoes. So three years ago when the story was written about you, that was 476. What's it now? It's way more than that. <laughs> it's way more than that. That's all I know. Oh, I, don't even, I can't even. I, I lost count a long time ago. Uh, and I don't necessarily go for quantity. I'm more of a quality kind of guy. Like, it has to be a shoe that I really loved or admired back when I was younger. Either I once had it or... Wished I had it, and that's just kind of how it is. I'm afraid to ask what style, you know, because if he went back to the 70s, you know, when I grew up, he'd have some platforms in that. Yeah, I ain't got no plaques. I ain't got no platforms. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got none of them in there. All right, on to the court for a second. What do you think you can bring these guys? Uh, Man, help, uh, depth, uh, leadership, uh, you know, wisdom, you know, on and off the court, man, and more importantly, wins. So, uh that's what I'm here for. I gotta tell you, I spent, I did. It's my job is to know kind of everything there is to know. It's quite a life. I mean, Little Rock at a tough time, probably one of the toughest. That documentary that was done on Little Rock, right when you were a kid, just yeah. kind of a crazy time to be growing up. Now, you've found yourself out of that to be affiliated with the Clinton Foundation at different times. Yeah. Uh, working with the guy from uh, Arkansas Baptist Church, who's really one of the models of former, I think, NFL player, who's the president there, is now one of the models in the educational system. It's an incredible journey to hear. But I will tell you, in all the reading I did, I'm more impressed by your mom. Yeah, she uh, she held it down, man. Uh, single parent, you know, just me and her, I'm the only child. Uh, she done whatever she could to for me to be able to get whatever I needed. And uh, she's my biggest inspiration, my, my biggest motivator. And uh, she is, you know... The, the, the thing that keeps me ticking. So, cancer, cancer survivor. Yeah, yeah, cancer survivor. So, uh, you know, every day, man, uh, when I'm grinding, she, I definitely think about it. Well, we're Good really excited you. to have Good you around. You. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank Look you. forward to talking to you more. Thanks, buddy. Very interesting young man still, Joe right. Johnson. Welcome to the 2016-17 season and media day. If we're going to start it off, Ron, there's only one guy to start it off with. Look at that smile. He's ready to go, isn't Lucky he? Me. What an honor it is to be on your show again. I mean, it's the, at least the second best show in town, right? Is your, let's get to the important things. Is your radio show back this year? 
Um, Rumour has it that it is. I haven't heard from them, but um, I think it is, yeah. So, Will you wake up more than five minutes before your radio show? I'm pretty sure with the twins I'll be up uh, well before. <laughs> I'll be prepared, uh, prepared hours before this year, I think. Well, that's the big story of your off-season is the twins, is it? the birth of the twins. So share us a little bit how, how's that been and how's Renee doing? Um, yeah, Renee's awesome. First off, she, she absolutely killed pregnancy. Um, it was a hell of an experience. Uh, um, but no, it was awesome. She, she did really well. She, she's feeling really good now. And um, obviously the, the tiredness is the, the biggest thing. But yeah, just a, such an awesome experience to, to, to have kids. And um, lucky that I got to be there for the birth for 30, 30 hours before heading off to the Olympics. But yeah, to be there for her and, and support her in, in it and, and be able to hold my, my kids at as soon as they came out, was was an unbelievable experience. You used to make fun of everybody who's always talking about their kids, you know. I used to a lot, and it quickly changes when you have your own kids. Um, I used to laugh at them all when they would be like, "Oh, I miss my kids so much, and I want to get home to them." I was like, "You'll see them tomorrow or today." Like it's all. Um, and I quickly turned to, to walking out the the hospital room crying like like a little boy, and uh, yeah, it was just an yeah, um, unbelievable experience. I don't have much to add to that, you know, because I think all of us went through that, you know, first at the birth of our, especially of the first child. The first one is uh, it's one heck of an experience. Well, you're, you know, you can probably tell us about grandkids, you know. Uh, yeah, You know, three he's of them. 70 now, by the way. <laughs> it looks 25. <laughs> I feel good. I just hope one day I could, uh, uh, hope 10 years from now I'll still look this good. You will. How is that? He will. You won't. On the other, you, he won't. You, you are going to be struggling. You're already struggling. Five, ten more years. It's all downhill for you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. Um, so, how, on that on that chipper note, how was the Olympic experience? Um, the Olympics was awesome. Um, disappointing finish for us the way the way we kind of went out the last couple of games. But um, obviously, our goal was to go there and, and win a medal. Um, the first kind of half of the tournament, I think we were right on track. We obviously lost to Serbia in the the semi final, which was which was disappointing, and and then to go down by a point against Spain was 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 heartbreaking. But um, I think the other message from that, obviously, the disappointment of that, but we, our other our other goal was to kind of um, make basketball popular in Australia again. I think we did a, a really good job of that. People were talking about it. We were we were one of the most watched teams um, from the Australian standpoint. And we got back and everyone was talking about it. the best thing I heard um, getting back to the airport was, was families coming up to us and telling us that their kids never played basketball and, until watching our team. So that was our other goal, and, and we obviously achieved that. Probably a little disappointed with the way you, that, where you guys finished, uh, but the experience of playing in Rio at the Olympics, that had to be something special. Oh, it's unbelievable. The, uh, to, to play against the, the, the best countries in the world, the best players in the world, um, and to do it with, with our, our team, who, who's like a big family, is, is an unbelievable experience. And um, I've done three of them now, and, and every one of them has been a, a different experience. But, but Rio, the, the team we had um, on off court was, was so close, and I think that's, that may, helped, helped definitely in, in why we did so well. You feel like you should have medaled, all right? 100% we should have medaled. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to this team. How different does this feel? I mean, you've been around here, open gym and yeah. everything, and just even the open gym games where five on five pretty intense players playing. How different does this makeup feel than the years past? Well, I'm not the oldest, which is a great start. Um, I'm glad they brought some old guys in to, to be older than me. But, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. From oh, I haven't been here as, as long as other guys, obviously, but... Um, the, the feel is great. I, I think the depth we've got is, is unbelievable, and it's going to be a really exciting year. 
the open court games that you guys are playing, at least the ones that I was able to watch, um, you can feel the experience of the other guys out there on the floor. Uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I think even even playing only the handful of pickup games I played, um, the leadership of the guys that, that, that have come in and, and even the leadership of the guys that were here last year and, and being more vocal and um, seeing Dante back out there after his knee and, and how good he looks and um, just the whole feel around the group is, is pretty exciting, I think. That's feel good about the season, though, huh? Great. Uh, like I said, I think I think our uh, Alec Burks is, is excited to get over here. Um, yeah, it's an exciting group. The, the depth is obviously something that we, we needed to add, and we did, and, and the Jazz did a great job of doing that. And um, I think we're all just ready to get out there and play now. How's Dante look? I haven't seen him today, but I'm sure he, uh, he looks all right. He... Um, he got a haircut for this and um, got a little line in the side of his hair. So. For such a comedian, like, that was a setup, and you didn't take it. You told me before we started that you were going to go a whole thing about how you always get asked about Dante. I, I just do. set you up. You didn't do it. Like, can you – come on. We did talk about this off air. Sorry, guys. Um, but I do always get asked. I'm not answering. After this one, this is my last Dante question, and then I'm throwing in the Dante towel. He's 21 now. It's his third year. He's So you're saying you don't need to babysit anymore or what? I probably still will, but um, we've got two two kids of our own now. So Dante Dante's the third child. He's the, the left out child now. Right. Gordon's got two too. I mean, it used to be you, Gordon, and Dante going to dinner all the time, taking care of Dante. So now that you don't, neither of you have time for another kid. No, nah, we're uh, we're done. Me and Don, me and Gordon are done looking after him. I think we're all, all uh, there'll be a lot of guys trying to catch up on sleep on the road this year instead of uh, going out to dinner. So, but Dante looks good. He. Uh, he obviously worked hard. He, he did everything he had to do to, to be back for this year. And um, obviously not playing in the Olympics with us was a big part of that, to, to stay here and do his rehab. And um, he looks good. He, he played well in the pickup games. And, and obviously we'll start now with, with the real stuff. Joe, we look forward to having you back. Another good year and keep Happy Valley rolling. Happy Valley's the right corner three. I, won't get, I don't want to jinx you with numbers, but it's pretty close. Effective field goal percentage. It's right up there. There you go. I like it. Joe Ingles, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Right, Joe is right. back. Quincy Ford. Why do I think you're going to have a fan following? People are going to love you by the end of this. Got month. that Magic Johnson smile. <laughs> <hasn't> it? <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a great compliment. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited to be here. Um, it's an unbelievable blessing. I'm, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. I just can't wait to get things rolling. I don't know if the story is entirely true. It's so good that I'm going with it, so don't ruin it. But the story, like, how does Quincy Ford end up in the jazz camp? And the st- it's one of those great stories that supposedly a scout went to go watch another player. And Quincy starts making plays. And they look at his body and his game, and they're like, why am I here to see somebody else? Who's this guy? Have you heard that story? Uh, I don't. I think it's the first time I've heard that. But pretty much story of my life is how I got a scholarship. Um that's how I started getting my looks at uh, in college, at the college level. So um, God works in mysterious ways. He could be, you know, a coach could be there for somebody else. And I make a play. I do something crazy. And there goes the opportunity. You have incredible athletic skills. Your body is NBA ready. So what are the things that you have to do to be able to make an NBA roster? Uh, I believe just the little things. Um, understanding your role, being basically perfect in that role, making guys better each and every day. And, um just being a 100% team player on and off the court, an everyday guy. So, Ron, we started the whole thing today with Joe Ingles, who just had twins. Yes. Wow. Quincy's unimpressed. 
unimpressed. He's very unimpressed, and his parents are even less impressed. Okay, so that means... Tell us a little story about your family, Quincy. <laughs> I have an extremely big family, a total of 11, and I think the... The most intriguing thing is that the youngest are triplets. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Mom and dad, which we need to check on them anyway, decided they wanted nine. Yes. And got 11. Got 11. They were done. They wanted one more. And they got a nice, you know, triple package. <laughs> so. What are the age range? What's the age range? Uh, the youngest was 17. They just recently turned 17. And I think the oldest, I think, 34. So you were near the end of this group yeah i'm number five in the in the clan so wait number five well it doesn't matter i guess 11 yeah. right in the middle yeah. so we'll just go yeah. with that you know, yeah. you're 5.5 you'd yeah. be in the middle exactly. um what is growing up in a family of 11 like uh chaotic at first um it was rough growing up you know while everybody was there limited space but now that i'm older you really appreciate family um our bond is unbelievable i'm close with each and every one of my siblings and it's been great so if you, like, forgot your basketball at school and forgot to bring it home or if you, like, didn't do your homework assignment yet, could you hide throughout the night with that many other siblings <laughs> so that mom or dad didn't find you to check in on, like, hey, by the way, did you bring the ball home? Or, by the way, how was that science project? Could you get through the night and get to sleep before without them ever figuring it out? I don't think so. Either they find you or somebody's telling on you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point I was going to make. Brothers and sisters tell on each other, man, believe me. They're going to find you. Somebody's going to tell, so... And did you guys play five-on-five five against each other? Uh, the, well, the girls didn't play, uh, just the boys. So seven of us, we really played, you know, pick up all the time, 21 in the backyard. Those are, like, the best memories I have. And where did you grow up? In St. Petersburg, Florida. And then you ended up at Northeastern. And so what, you shared a little bit. What's the story on how you ended up at Northeastern? They came to look at somebody else? Uh, just my whole recruiting started um, at a different high school that I went to. I was, I'm homeschooled, in case you didn't know. Oh, I did know that, actually, yeah, but I forgot home, that. Yeah, I'm homeschooled. So, uh, open gym, my very first offer was um, Air Force, and they were there to see another kid. And um, it was just a pickup, just local pickup. A bunch of the high schoolers came out, and um, I did really well, and they got interested, and they offered me. But that's where, really, my recruitment started. And um, just going to Northeastern, I just really wanted to get out of St. Petersburg. I wanted to get as far away from home and really develop and, you know, see what I'm made of. Um, like I said, I was homeschooled my whole life, so I really wanted to mature and not have to, you know, rely on mom and dad if something goes wrong by staying local. So it's been a great decision. I don't regret it. Did mom teach homeschool? She did. Everybody. She homeschooled everybody. Wow. Yeah. She's awesome, huh? A lot of patience, yeah. I want to meet this woman at some point. I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to, like, kowtow. <laughs> just in awe. She's amazing, absolutely. Quincy, best of luck to you. It's going to be fun to watch you. Appreciate Go put a stamp on it, my man. There's a lot of skills inside there. There's an NBA career to be had. I, I have no doubt on that. There's an NBA, watching you enough, there's an NBA career to be had. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. Quincy Ford with us. All right, what's our muscle watch? Same weight, different weight. Where are you? Uh, I added muscles to my, to my biceps and to my chest. So I haven't weighed myself yet, but I feel like I got stronger, a lot stronger. And you work? The word is you worked and you worked and you worked. And what did that consist of? Give me what the Derek Favors work was. Um, really working on my body because I got injured last year, so I wanted to you know, make sure I concentrate on my body this all season. I, I was here with the trainers a lot doing um, stretches, strengthening stuff, um, ice, a whole lot of ice. Um, just working on my body. If, as far as my, my game, just you know, continue to get better, continue to you know, extend my range. Um, Post moves, 
just just getting better. Your playing weight last year was what, and you want to play at what this year? Um, my playing weight last year, I think, was like at two sixty, and I just I stay at that way. I just want to get stronger in my um in my upper body, and um yeah, two sixty is fine with me. You know, off season, I I think. You know, a lot of guys working on the three-point shot, stretch four. I mean, is that something you're trying to improve and put into your game? Um, it's definitely something that, you know, I'm working on. Uh, me and Coach Q talked about it, but it's not something that I'm really focusing on right now because, you know, everybody else, they're doing it. But I know, where, I know where I'm more effective at. I know where, you know, I want to be on that block in the paint doing work down there. And if it comes a time where I have to, you know, step out and shoot a three, I would. That's why I'm working on it now. But um, I know where I'm effective at. We talked to this year. You really <coughs> complimented Memo from your time with him. What was what did he do so well that you worked with? Um, no, Memo, he's one of the greatest big man shooters ever. You know, and uh, we kind of reached out to each other. And, you know, he came in for a couple of days. And mostly we were just working on balance. Um just getting in position, being ready to shoot the ball, working on the art because I've noticed in the past I had a kind of a flat shot, so I wanted to really work on the art. Um, getting the legs into it, so just a lot of fundamental stuff with the shooting because he's one of the best shooters ever as a big, and um, I just wanted to pick his brain and just see how I could become a, even a better shooter myself. It was interesting what you said to me earlier. You're almost too strong for your own good. You could always just flick it up there. Yeah, I can. That's what I wanted to work on, you know, um, using my legs a lot more, especially, you know, spacing out to the three-point line. I just can't use my arms all the time. So, now we really focused on getting low, using the legs a lot more, um, follow-through, balance, just all that stuff. I think you're at a very interesting point. We've watched you. You've obviously improved every year. And there's some level now where you, you could you could call good. Like, you could be this guy. You'd play 15 years in the league. You'd make huge, ridiculous amounts of money. And you'd be good. You'd be really good. There aren't a lot of guys that go 16 and 8 for a career as their numbers and start, you know, probably five, 700 games or something. Is that enough, or is there something else you're trying to get to? No, that's not enough for me. You know, I want to continue to get to get better every year. You know, I, um, you know, I learned a lot since I've been here, and then the guys who I played behind, like Al and Paul, you know, they got better every year or something. So, you know, I learned a lot from that. So every year I try to add something to my game, and I know, you know, I'm not going to be athletic forever. I'm not going to be, you know, be able to come down the lane and dunk on everybody forever. So I'm going to have to add certain stuff to my game. And, you know, the jump shot, the 18-footer, that's something that I was really, really been working on. Um, stretching out to the three-point line, you know, it's coming here and there, but I'm not really focused on that yet. But if I have to, I'll be able to do it. But um, I'm just using my – just working on my jumper right now just to, you know, prepare for the future. All right, but here's the one that just has me totally fired up. i got to share. What's that? So we have George Hill on the floor, Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Joe Johnson, and Derek Favors. And you run, let's, who, who, we put the, who, who wants the ball? Just give me, I don't care which one of the four. Give me somebody else with the ball. Who, who gets the ball? Um, well, I'm pretty sure in that lineup, I'm going to be sending the screens. So who so gets the ball? A lot of pick. Which means handling the, yeah. getting the last shot or handling the nah, It just doesn't matter. Um, Should we give it to Gordon? It's a <laughs> All right, so we got Joe Johnson spaced in the corner. We got Rodney. That was the answer he was looking for, right? Got, <laughs> two we got George Hill is a 44% catch and shoot shooter. And we're running a pick and roll. And the ball handler comes off the pick, and Faves is now rolling down the middle. Who are they leaving? I don't know. Um, I don't know. The guy picked the poison. If they leave me, I'm dunking it regardless. You know, <laughs> um, even if they hit me with a screen, no, I'm good enough pass it to, to, to throw it out to the corners or whatever. But, I mean, it's, it's tough. You leave the corner, you got Joe. You got Gordon, you got Rod, 
you know, if you don't help, you know, George probably going to shoot it or he going to get to the lane and make a play or make the layup or something. So it's more of like, you know, you got to pick your poise. You're going to either give up the, the dunk to me or the layup to George, or you're going to give up the three to Joe, Gordon, Rod. So, kind of nice to have it all figured out already, huh, with yeah. the type of players you have on the team. I mean, you can just visualize that. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's probably easier said than done right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going we're gonna to have to work on it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it just got to be like, dang, how are we going to guard that? Key is how you defend it on the other end. Yeah. Can you say that again? Key is making sure you defend on the other end with yeah, that Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to do that because we work on defense and coach, he, he every day, that's all he talked about is defense, 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 defense. So that's something that we're definitely going to do on the defensive end. But, you know, on the offensive end, we just got to have that chemistry. And how the little girls? They're doing great. They're doing great. They're getting on. Um, Starting to walk a little bit, starting to talk a little bit, you know. It's getting exciting. Awesome. Great to see you. All right, thank you. Best thank of luck you. this year. Thank you. thank you. Derek Favors. When I ask around here, the story I have is that Gordon and Derek took work to a totally brand new level, and everyone's really excited because they're the guys that set the tone. And then the quick next comment I get from every person is, Trey Lyles wasn't far behind. So what did you do? Uh, I went home back to Indiana for about three months, and – I just worked. Uh, I, that's all I did was work. Hey, Joe. Uh, I just I just worked. You know, uh, me and my dad and uh, a couple other guys, we got in the gym every day, three or four times a day, and we just worked. So and what do you work at? Everything. You know, uh, uh, changing my body, you know, uh, getting into shape. Uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of what I worked on showed in summer league, you know, from my play individually. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can translate that to this year. And speaking of summer league, they put the ball in your hands in summer league. Uh, how do you think you responded to that? I think I did all right. You know, uh, I had a little bit more turnovers than I wanted, but uh, you know that's all right. Uh, it'll come differently with playing with a different team, and uh, you know I felt comfortable with it. You know, I think coaches and, and the guys, you know, were impressed by what I was doing. So a lot of times those turnovers come with trying to make plays and then what I saw was you worked on that three point shot quite a bit. Yeah, the three point shot was a big uh a big uh you know piece of my workout plan this summer. Uh being able to do it more consistently from you know not just the corners as much. So, you know, I think I was able to show that too. When we talked this time last year, I looked back some of my notes and a little bit was like being on your own and living in the NBA and you're like, "Oh, cool, man. I'm cool." It's just... Was that aspect of it harder than you thought it would be or was that all right? Uh, it was fine, you know. I had my sister with me last year, and uh, you know, I always had somebody around. I had a dog, so I wasn't alone all the time. So it was uh, it was a lot easier than what I thought it would be. You know, uh, the downtime that I did have, you know, most of it I was just you know either playing a game, watching a movie, or sleeping. So you know, uh, I guess it was it was a fine it was a fine fun year. Who was cooking those meals? Oh, my sister was cooking that. I can't I ain't cooking like that. I could throw in a little. You know, stir fry. You know, frozen stir fry. You know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Is she around this year? Yeah, she is. You know, uh, she's uh, she's actually a personal chef now, so oh, she comes and her. cooks for me and uh, gets all my meal prep done. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. It's the corporation that is Trey Lyles got your cook, got your workout, got your, but you're smart enough. You got all the corporation inside the family, right? Yeah. Now. You know, I just have to put the LLC on everything, so it's all mine. <laughs> that was awesome. Nice. All right. I don't know if you really want to answer this question, but I'm so curious. Five years from now, who do you think you are in this league? What do you think you're capable of? What I want to be is, you know, an all-star. You know, uh, that's what I work to be every day. You know, I want to be one of the premier guys in the league, but, 
You know, it's going to take time. It's going to take me committing to myself and committing to the teams. And, uh, you know, hopefully five years I'll be an all-star, hopefully a multiple-time all-star, and like I said, just somebody to be a force to reckon with. I, I thought you scored, when you got going last year, I thought you scored easy. Did it strike you that way? Did it feel that way to you? I don't want to say easy because some other guys might be watching on other teams. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just uh, I just think, you know, I took advantage of the opportunities that my teammates created for me and that the defense gave to me. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully, in your words, it will be easier this year. You know, let, let me back this up here for a minute because you said you, you, you and your dad worked out over the summer. Your dad was a player yeah. for the most part. What kind of workouts – does your dad, you know, help you with? Uh, with us, it's more conditioning stuff. Uh, but also, you know, we get on the court and, uh, you know, he just does things that, you know, he watches every game, he records every game. So he sits back and he watches them over again. And, you know, we work on things that he thinks I should do differently. Like I said, the catch and shoot three, threes off the dribble, dribble pull-ups, different moves around the basket, you know, ball handling, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, other from, uh, besides that, it's main conditioning. Like I said, you know, we do swim workouts, weight workouts, stuff like that. A lot of situation stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah. So if I talk to any coach, they're going to say, if he wants to defend and rebound, he can play all he wants. Yeah. How do you feel on those two ends of things? Uh, I think I'll be a lot better at it this year. You know, I think with my defense, it comes with conditioning. Uh, you know, being able to know mentally that I'll be okay to exert just as much energy on both ends. And, uh you know, this year I believe in myself and I believe that I'll be able to, you know, step up on, the, on that aspect and having a year under my belt helps a lot too. Best of luck. It'll be fun to watch. Right, thanks, oh, yeah, definitely. Let, let me ask you, how was the dentist today? It was good. My no cavities? No, but my mouth is still numb. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. How do you know he was at the dentist? Because <laughs> I was right behind him. That's why. <laughs> my, my annual cleaning, so I knew he was there. Yeah. I should have made my teeth. I'm, right, I'm going to talk like this for the rest of this. What's it like? I mean, you, you've got yourself, you've earned yourself away into the NBA out of Weaver State with quite an incredible story uh, that we've talked about before from Ukraine to the U.S. to now you're wearing an NBA uniform and getting pictures taken and doing all the things What's this day like for you? Man, it's a great day. You know, sometimes I even come in here to shoot on my own, and I just sit in one of these chairs and just look around and watch all the other guys work out, and I'm just like, man, I'm really here. It's a good feeling. And you've played a bunch of open gym with all the guys. What's that been like? It's been really good. I think playing summer league definitely helped me out a lot. I had to adjust to the speed of the game, and then even playing with the guys up here, I noticed the difference, but I think I've adjusted. So do you have moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, what's happening to me? And then do you have moments where you say, all right, okay, I'm all right, I can, I can hang? I think I have way more of those moments, all right, I can hang. But, you know, being as a rookie, I'm still learning, learning a lot. And I definitely have a few moments where I'm just like, man, what am I doing? A lot of players in the NBA you've watched over your career. I mean, anyone you're looking forward to playing against? I remember somebody else just asked me that, and I just told them most of them are starting to retire now. But uh, I'm a LeBron fan, so it would be cool to play up against him. Speed, the strength of this league, something you're going to have to adjust to. You, you're you a pretty big boy now. You, I'm sure you can handle your own down in the paint. Oh, yeah, I definitely can. But, you know, this is the best league in the world, and there's people just as athletic, just as big as me, and even bigger. So so I'm ready for it. Somebody asked somebody about you. I thought this was an interesting way to describe where they thought you were. They said that if you, if you think of kind of the road from basketball as a kid through high school, through college to the NBA, as like a nine-mile run. 
and you do probably about you know four of those miles, and then you do about three of them in college, and then you do about the kind of the final two in the NBA. Their comment was, "We're getting Joel with five miles left in the run still." Do you understand? Do you hear that? And does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. I definitely hear that loud and clear, and I definitely agree. I'm still growing as a player on and off the court. My my potential and ceiling where I cap off at is extremely high. So I'm putting in the work every single day, and I'm definitely seeing the results pay off. And my teammates and coaches, they, they also see the improvements and the strides I'm making every day. Have the coaches made a point of emphasis of things they want you to work on uh, going into the season? Yeah, I think just a little bit of everything, and then at the same time just stick to my strengths and continue to work on my jump shot, make it more consistent, and just get even more quicker and explosive moving laterally. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Enjoy every minute of this. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That guy will tell you it goes by fast. It goes by awfully fast. But won't be long. You'll be a senior citizen. I know. The time's already <laughs> flying by fast right now. Joel, thank you very much. Congratulations, and have a, have a great training camp. Thank you. Joel Baumboy, we'll be seeing him throughout the uh, season. And for the first time, Eric, on the Jazz, just the latest edition, though I think might have known about it for a little while. And Eric's give a little background to Eric for everybody. He's 32 years old. Uh, he played for Quinn in Austin with the Toros, was in the Spurs, and I think I'm missing some, but Philippines, Dominican Republic, China, France, Puerto Rico. Did I forget any? Iran. No uh, way. <laughs> played in Iran. It was nice. Um, what up? So many places I don't remember. Yeah, but I played in Iran. Some ways you've like had a. I mean, I'm sure you would have liked the NBA check. I got it. Yeah. But what like? I don't know where you grew up or where you're from. Or like, did you ever think that you were seeing the Philippines, Iran, China, the Dominican Republic, France, Puerto Rico in your lifetime? Nah, cause nobody told me that and paid me to tell me I was gonna see all them different places. <laughs> nah. Listen. What are? I mean, I know it's so such a cliche question, so I apologize. But like one or two crazy overseas story for us mm. it's not crazy it's a good story you forgot japan i played in japan too okay um antonio lane that's here now yeah. he was my first overseas coach and he helped me through it all you know rookie coming out not knowing nothing foreign country he just showed me the ropes taught me a little japanese because he's fluent speaking japanese konnichiwa uh i, I know i, I all that, um, but <laughs> I know all that. But um, um, it's crazy in China. I had a crazy experience in China. Just so many people. Um, it's just overwhelming. But I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a a great opportunity to play basketball in a different country. You know, every place you've been. Now, which is a must see country? Must see, um, Puerto Rico. Ah. Puerto so you Rico. played in Puerto Rico as well, huh? Like, yeah, played in Puerto Rico. Um, took my family there with me. Uh-huh. Um, they always say it's a paid vacation. So, you know, we stayed on the water. You're like, last time I checked, I was working. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Puerto Rico was nice. Um, yeah. You know, but the most place, the, the best place I enjoyed was Japan, actually. I only said it because it was safe, had my family there, and it was clean. Mm. I've traveled there. My wife is uh, of Japanese origin. She's from the United States, but... Mm-hmm. But it's in the respect that they have for their country. We we should all 
taken note of that. Yeah. It's un, It's just remarkable how clean, how respectful everything is. I, I agree with you. I yeah. love traveling. Yeah, I, that's what I liked about it. It was respectful, as you said, clean. It doesn't get no better than that, you know. But, you know, as Americans, if you get a chance, go check out Jap- uh, Japan. Right, so Iran obviously brought me off my chair with yeah, every stereotype yeah, yeah. imaginable, I'm sure. Yeah. So what was it really, What was it, What was it like? Um, crazy. Another story. Uh, I'm nervous as heck going, you know, but um, it's another opportunity to play basketball. The guy that picked me up told me, don't believe what you see in the media. And I was like, what you mean? He said, we like Americans. They only put bad things on the media to portray bad stuff, but we like Americans. I was like, nah, just take me to my room. I want to get to my room <laughs> or whatever. Um, we went to go eat, and uh, a lot of people came up to me and was like, oh, can we take a picture? And I was kind of like, oh, you know, is this what he means or whatever? And, and guys, they spoke English. It's like, are you American? I'm like, yes. It's like, oh, we love America. We want to go to America. And I, I was thrown back by that because you only see negative stuff on TV, but it was it was a great experience. Did you, have you, it's, if the answer is no, I understand why it's very difficult to do. But did you make any friends in any of these town cities that are native to that that you've actually maintained friendship with? I mean, the basketball life doesn't really allow for that. But do you have any circumstance where, like, that I don't know if it's that cab driver or that yeah. neighbor or someone becomes a friend. Actually, the guy that uh, took me around, he still he actually texted me and told me congratulations when he seen that I, you know, came to vet camp here or whatever. We still keep in contact. Um, I actually sent him one of my um, Paris jerseys or whatever. You know, he's a real good guy. He's he's not a bad guy or whatever, but you know, he he wants to come to America. He always asks me, man, can you get me a passport to come? And all <laughs> But, I mean, he's, he's a great guy, and it, it, it's, we still have a good relationship. That's cool. What uh, On the court, what do you bring into camp, and what kind of player are you? Uh, I just want to come, just bring all, you know, just come in and play hard. Um, Coach Q, um, my guy, he, he loves the way I pass. I'm a pass-first guy. Sometimes he get on me and tell me to shoot the open shot, but, you know, I'm, I'm a team guy. I just want to bring – the, the, the team, you know, I played with the Spurs for a little bit. Um, they just, it's just a different culture. Here, it's the same thing with Dennis Lindsay, Coach Q. Um, I just want to come in and play hard and, you know, give myself the best chance to make the team. More of a power game? Yeah, I like the bang. I like the bang. Uh, some guys stay away from that. I, I like the contact. You know, I want to get down there and bang and, you know, let, let, let people feel me and let them know that I'm down there. Well, Eric, pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I hope we can have more conversations. I suddenly kind of, I don't know how long we've been talking, but I feel like it could have been too long, and I just probably should let you go, but really just enjoyable and uh, great. Were you in earthquakes or anything in Japan? I was in one when I was there. Now that you say that, my first day in Japan, it was an earthquake. I was so scared. I was asleep, and I just seen stuff on my dresser falling, and I just grabbed the bed. I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. And then when I get to the gym, Tony was like, you feel that earthquake? I was like, that's what that was? <laughs> so, yeah, I've been in one. I was in the hotel, and the hotel just started moving, just started yeah. swaying. Like, yeah. Is that when the Jazz played there? Yeah. So what, Is that had, when you we put on camps over there. So oh, you there. put on camps there? Yeah. yeah. Jazz played what? Clippers there in about 91, 92 yeah, or something I like that? I didn't go. You didn't go? <laughs> okay. Eric, great to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you.